1: John Newton was a pastor in the town of Alney in Buckinghamshire, England, not far from London. When John was a small boy, his mother taught him the Bible and taught him to love God and live for him. But when John was still young, his mother died, which forced the young man to go to sea with his father. John Newton's father was a shipmaster. Immediately, John found himself engulfed in a lifestyle of wickedness that was completely foreign to him. At first, he stood firm to the Christian principles that his mother had taught him, but eventually, He became the most hateful, blasphemous, and disrespectful of all the sailors. John got involved in slave trading, and he became the captain of a slave trading ship. He saw the misery and the agony of the people whose lives were simply merchandise to him, but he ignored their pain, and he continued to make his living from their suffering. Gradually, though, he grew more and more discontented with life. On March 10, 1748, in a horrific storm, John cried out to God for mercy and put his faith in Jesus Christ. He left the slave trade business, and eventually he entered the ministry, giving the rest of his life to bringing hope to people, instead of the heartache that he had caused people for years. Later in life, John Newton published a pamphlet in which he described the horrible subhuman conditions of the slave ships that he operated, and he confessed, It will always be a subject of humiliating reflection to me that I was once an active instrument in a business at which my heart now shudders. He said that he never ceased to hear the cries of agony from the people that he helped to enslave. John became the pastor of the church in Alney in 1764, and he served there until 1780. Four years after John Newton became pastor, a young poet named William Cowper moved to Alney. William Cowper had grown up in the home of a pastor, and he learned to love literature at an early age. One of the first books he read was John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress. William was very bright and talented, but he had struggled with depression and mental illness. He had attempted suicide three times. By the time he moved to Alney in 1767, his condition was improving. William Cowper met John Newton, and he began attending services at Newton's church. And soon Cowper was helping Pastor Newton with various projects around the church. In those days in England, hymn singing wasn't common. The Church of England only permitted a small number of select songs to be sung in churches and hymn books weren't accessible. But John Newton wanted the people of his church to sing to the Lord. So he decided to create a book of hymns just for his church. He told William Cowper, I'm working on a hymn book for our church people to use in public worship. I know you're a poet. I'd like you to contribute some songs to our church's hymn book. William Cowper was excited about the project, and he agreed to help. The two men stayed busy writing hymns for the next few years. Then in 1773... William Cowper's depression returned. He experienced a significant breakdown that prevented him from writing. So the job of writing hymns fell completely on John Newton's shoulders. Newton wrote many hymns based on sermons that he had preached over the years, and he wrote others based upon events in his life. After years of diligent work, the Alney Hymn Book was finally published in 1779. It contained a total of 348 hymns, 67 written by William Cowper, and the rest written by John Newton. In the preface to the Alney hymns, John Newton wrote that these hymns were designed for public worship and for the use of plain people. He also stated that his motive for creating the hymn book was twofold. First, because he had a great desire to strengthen the faith and comfort of sincere Christians. And second, because he wanted there to be a work that commemorated his friendship with William Cowper. The Alney hymns contained words only, not tunes. And there's no evidence that either Newton or Cowper had written any tunes to go with the words. The words were either chanted by the congregation in unison, or they were sung to common tunes of the day that fit the meter of the words. There are several elements of the Alney hymns that are very familiar, even to this day. If you've ever used or heard the phrase, God works in mysterious ways, that comes from the first line of William Cowper's hymn, Conflict, Light Shining Out of Darkness, which says, God moves in a mysterious way, His wonders to perform. The best-known contribution by Cowper in our day was a song originally titled, Praise for the Fountain Opened, which we know better as, There is a Fountain Filled with Blood. But by far the most impactful hymn in the Alney hymn book was number 41, titled, Faith's Review and Expectation, known to the world today by the title, Amazing Grace. The Alney hymns were well-received by John Newton's congregation, and in that part of England in that day. The song Amazing Grace remained relatively obscure until the Second Great Awakening in the United States in the early 1800s. It was then that many Baptist and Methodist preachers would use Amazing Grace in their revival meetings. It was sung to as many as 20 different tunes. Finally, in 1835, a Baptist composer named William Walker published Amazing Grace in one of his songbooks called Southern Harmony. To a popular tune of the day, the tune that people around the world now know as Amazing Grace. The song Amazing Grace is, without a doubt, the most famous of all Christian hymns, and it's one of the most recognizable songs in the English-speaking world, and it was the result of a pastor of a local congregation in Alney, England, who simply had a burden for his people to be strengthened by singing to the Lord. Christian, God has great things ahead for you. Stay the Course.
0: We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.